Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily Bible reading podcast that goes through the whole Bible in a year. We follow along with the weekly Torah portions and read daily from the Torah, the prophets, the writings, and the apostles. If you want to learn more about the podcast or connect with us online, find us at dailybreadmoms.com. There you'll find information about the journal. Um, that's the Bible reading plan that we use, um, which Bible translation we use, and how to contact us. You'll also see information about how you can support the podcast by becoming a patron and how we can connect with you more. We've got some new things for our sweet patrons and are excited to let you hear from us in more ways beyond the daily Bible readings. So find us at dailybreadmoms.com. We look forward to connecting with you. Let's get to our podcast episode for today. Shalom. I'm Sarah Ruth, and I'll be your reader today. Today is Friday, the 27th of October, and the 12th of Heshvan on the Hebrew calendar. Our parasha is Lecheha, which means to go forth, and we'll be reading Genesis 15, 7 through 17, 6 for our Torah portion today. Before we begin our readings, let's take a moment to bless God and thank him for his word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel and to all peoples through his Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. Then he said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out from Ur of the Chaldeans in order to give you this land to inherit it. So he said, My Lord, Lord, how will I know that I will inherit it? Then he said to him, Bring me a three-year-old young cow, a three-year-old she-goat, a three-year-old ram, a turtle dove, and a young bird. So he brought all these to him and cut them in half and put each piece opposite the other. But he did not cut the birds. Then birds of prey came down upon the carcasses, but Abram drove them away. When the sun was about to set and a deep sleep fell on Abram, behold, terror of great darkness was falling upon him. Then he said to Abram, Know for certain that your seed will be strangers in a land that is not theirs, and they will be enslaved and oppressed four hundred years. But I am going to judge the nation that they will serve. Afterward, they will go out with many possessions. But you, you will come to your fathers in peace. You will be buried at a good old age. Then in the fourth generation they will return here, for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet complete. When the sun set, and it became dark, behold, there was a smoking oven and a fiery torch that passed between these pieces. On that day the Lord cut a covenant with Abram, saying, I give this land to your seed, from the river of Egypt to the great river, the Euphrates River, the Kenite, the Kenizzites, the Cadmonites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Raphites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Girgashites, and the Jebusites. 
Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had not borne him children, but she had an Egyptian slave girl. Her name was Hagar. So Sarai said to Abram, Look now, the Lord has prevented me from having children. Go, please, to my slave girl. Perhaps I'll get a son by her. Abram listened to Sarai's voice. So Sarai, Abram's wife, took her slave girl Hagar, the Egyptian, after Abram had lived ten years in the land of Canaan, and gave her to Abram, her husband, to be his wife. Then he went to Hagar, and she became pregnant. When she saw that she was pregnant, in her eyes her mistress was belittled. So Sarai said to Abram, The wrong done to me is because of you. I myself placed my slave girl in your embrace. Now that she saw that she became pregnant, so in her eyes I am belittled. May the Lord judge between you and me. Abram said to Sarai, Look, your slave girl is in your hand. Do to her what is good in your eyes. So Sarai afflicted her, and she fled from her presence. Then the angel of the Lord found her by the spring of water in the wilderness, next to the spring on the way to Shur. He said, Hagar, Sarai's slave girl, where have you come from and where are you going? She said, I am fleeing from the presence of my mistress, Sarai. The angel of the Lord said, Return to your mistress and humble yourself under her hand. Then the angel of the Lord said to her, I will bountifully multiply your seed, and they will be too many to count. Then the angel of the Lord said to her, Behold, you are pregnant and about to bear a son, and you shall name him Ishmael, for the Lord has heard your affliction. He will be a wild donkey of a man. His hand will be against everyone, and everyone's hand against him. And away from all his brothers will he dwell. So she called the Lord who was speaking to her. You are the God who sees me. For she said, Would I have gone here indeed looking for him who looks after me? That is why the well is named the well of the living one who sees me. Behold, it is between Kadesh and Bered. Then Hagar gave birth to a son for Abram. And Abram named his son, whom Hagar bore, Ishmael. Abram was 86 years old when Hagar gave birth to Ishmael for Abram. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and he said to him, I am El Shaddai. Continually walk before me and you will be blameless. My heart's desire is to make my covenant between me and you, and then I will multiply you exceedingly much. Abram fell on his face, and God spoke with him, saying, For my part, because my covenant is with you, you will be the father of a multitude of nations. No longer will your name be Abram, but your name will be Abraham, because I make you the father of a multitude of nations. Yes, I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make you into nations, and kings will come forth from you. 
that finishes our Torah portion in Genesis today. Next, we're going to read from the prophets, and today we're reading Joshua chapter 20. Then the Lord spoke to Joshua, saying, Speak to Benai Israel, saying, Designate your cities of refuge, about which I spoke to you through Moses. So the manslayer who kills any person by mistake and without premeditation may flee there. They will be your refuge from the avenger of blood. When one flees to one of those cities, he must stand at the entrance of the gate of the city and state his case in the hearing of the elders of that city. Then they are to take him into their city and give him a place to live among them. Now if the blood avenger pursues him, then they will not hand the manslayer over to him, since he killed his neighbor without premeditation and did not hate him beforehand. So he will stay in that city until he can stand trial before the congregation, or until the death of the Kohen Gadol in those days. Then the manslayer may return to his own city and to his own house, to the city from which he had fled. So they set apart Kadesh in Galilee, in the hill country of Naphtali, Shechem in the city country of Ephraim, and Kiriath Arba, that is Hebron, in the hill country of Judah. Across the Jordan east of Jericho, they designated Bezer in the wilderness on the tableland from the tribe of Reuben, Ramath and Gilead from the tribe of Gad, and Golan and Bashan from the tribe of Manasseh. These were the appointed cities for all B'nai Israel, and for the outsider who's dwelling among them, so that whoever kills any person unintentionally might flee there and not die by the hand of the blood avenger before standing trial before the congregation. This concludes our readings in Joshua and the prophets today. Next, we're going to read from the writings in Psalm chapter 19. For the music director, a psalm of David. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky shows his handiwork. Day to day they speak, night to night they reveal knowledge. There is no speech, no words, where their voice goes unheard. Their voice has gone out to all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In the heavens he pitched a tent for the sun. It is like a bridegroom coming out of his bridal chamber. It is like a strong man rejoicing to run his course. It rises at one end of the heavens and makes its circuit to the other end. Nothing is hidden from its heat. The Torah of the Lord is perfect, restoring the soul. The testimony of the Lord is trustworthy, making the simple wise. The precepts of the Lord are right giving joy to the heart. The mitzvot of the Lord are pure, giving light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and altogether righteous. They are more desirable than gold, yes, much more than pure gold. 
They are sweeter than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned. In keeping them there is great reward. Who can discern his errors? Cleanse me of hidden faults. Also, keep your servant from willful sins. May they not have dominion over me. Then I will be blameless, free from great transgression. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable before you, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. That finishes our readings and the writings today. Lastly, we are going to read from the apostolic writings. And today we're reading in Matthew chapter 15. Then some Pharisees and Torah scholars came to Yeshua from Jerusalem. They said, Why do your disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they do not do the ritual hand washing when they eat bread. And answering, he said to them, Why do you also transgress the commandment of God for the sake of your tradition? For God said, Honor your father and mother, and he who speaks evil of father or mother must be put to death. But you say, Whoever tells his father or mother, Whatever you might have gained from me is a gift to God. He need not honor his father. On account of your tradition, you made void the word of God. Hypocrites! Rightly did Isaiah prophesy about you, saying, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me, and in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. Then Yeshua called the crowd and said to them, Hear and understand. It's not what goes into the mouth that makes the man unholy, but what comes out of the mouth that makes the man unholy. Then the disciples came to him and said, Do you know that the Pharisees took offense when they heard this saying? But he replied, Every plant that my heavenly Father has not planted will be uprooted. Leave them alone. They are blind guides of the blind. And if a blind man leads a blind man, both will fall into a pit. Then Peter answered and said to him, Explain this parable to us. Are you also still lacking understanding? Yeshua said. Don't you grasp that whatever goes into the mouth passes into the stomach and then is ejected into the sewer? But the things that proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart, and those things make the man unholy. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, and slander. These are the things that make the man unholy. But to eat with unwashed hands does not make the man unholy. Now Yeshua left from there and went away to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman from that district came out and started shouting, Have mercy on me, O Master Ben David! My daughter is severely tormented by a demon. But he did not answer her a word. And when his disciples came, they were urging him, saying, Send her away, because she keeps shouting at us. But he responded, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. 
So she came and got down on her knees before him, saying, Master, help me. And answering, he said, It's not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. But she said, Yes, master, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then answering, Yeshua said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be done to you as you wish. And her daughter was healed in that very hour. After Yeshua left there, he went along the Sea of Galilee. Then he went up on a mountainside and was sitting there. And large crowds came to him, bringing with them the lame, blind, disabled, mute, and many others. And they laid them at his feet, and he healed them. So the crowd marveled when they saw the mute speaking, the disabled made whole, the lame walking, and the blind seeing, and they praised the God of Israel. Yeshua called his disciples and said, I have compassion for the crowd because they've stayed with me for three days now and have nothing to eat. I don't want to send them away hungry because they might pass out on the way. The disciples said to him, Where in this wasteland is enough bread to satisfy such a large crowd? Yeshua said to them, How many loaves do you have? Seven, they said, and a few small fish. After directing the crowd to recline on the ground, he took the seven loaves and the fish, and after giving thanks, he broke them. And he began giving them to the disciples, and the disciples to the crowds. And they all ate and were satisfied. And they picked up the broken pieces left over, seven baskets full. And those who ate were 4,000 men, besides women and children. And after sending away the crowds, Yeshua got into the boat and went to the region of Magadan. This concludes our readings in God's Word today. Thank you so much for reading along with us. If you are reading through the apostolic writings twice in this reading cycle, please also read today 1 John chapter 5. I'm Sarah Ruth reading to you from the Appalachian Mountains in Georgia, USA. This is Daily Bread for Busy Moms. Shalom. Until next time.